Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I am doing something a little bit different this time around. If you're listening to this podcast as usual on Spotify, on Apple, you'll be thinking, why are you doing differently? You're not doing anything different. If you're watching on YouTube, hey, so I decided to actually record this as like a two, two in one. Because I promised YouTube I would do a sit down video as to why it is, you know, things to do with my menstrual cycle, my update there. I also promised you guys I'd do one. And I was like, why not kill two birds in one stone? And like, you know, just, you know, do both in the same one. Especially because I've not had the time of day to um, to actually record a YouTube video. I had every intention of doing it over this weekend when I was away in London and I left my camera at home. And today I've just not had time to do both. So two birds, one stone, all about the efficiency and productivity. So today's episode and for you guys watching on the YouTube, I basically want to explain what it is I'm actually doing to get my period back and why it is I actually lost my period in the first place. So I'm not going to do the whole backstory. I've talked about that on previous YouTubes. If you go way back and same with the podcast as well, I've delved into that a little bit more, but I'm just going to explain to you as to what we think the reason is as to why I've lost my period. Now we don't know for sure, but we can hypothesize. And again, I'll, I'll come on to that in a bit more detail in a second and explain to you what it is, why it happens, and therefore the steps I'm taking now in order to to get my cycle back. So what we think it is and why we think it is I've lost my periods is a condition known as hypothalamic amenorrhea. So amenorrhea just basically stands for the loss of periods and you can have primary and secondary. So primary amenorrhea is when you never get a period, so it just never happens you know, you, you go through puberty or you don't go through puberty and maybe some people's cases and you just don't have a period. And secondary is when you do have a period at some point in your life and then it stops. And hypothalamic amenorrhea is all to do with the hypothalamus, which is a part of your brain, which is kind of like the control center. And it also regulates a lot of things. And one of those is hormone production and hormone regulation. And it's very, very sensitive, very, very sensitive, bit of, bit of a snowflake, really. And what happens is that if something, it's very easily disrupted, basically, and this can then disrupt hormone fluctuation, hormone fluctuation, hormonal function and cause fluctuations. And hypothalamic amenorrhea is down to basically a stress response in the brain. So when the brain perceives a threat, it will then be like, whoa, okay. I don't like this. Um, I'm you know, under threat here. And that's when hormone function ceases. Now, when it comes to stress, um, it's kind of got th- it's three layers to the stress when it comes to HA. There is actual just stress, like, you know, money, adulting, being busy with work, the, the stress that we think about. And then there's the stress of nutrition. So under eating, restrictive eating patterns and the stress of exercise as well. And when it comes to HA, it's usually a combination of those three factors that cause you to lose your menstrual cycle. So with myself, and well, no, let's go into diagnosis then. How do you diagnose it? Now, there isn't actually like a specific test, like, you know, that you do a blood test or what have you. And it's like that one reading shows you that you've got HA. But the side, what tick boxes you need realistically are that you don't have any other um symptoms of any other potential disorders when it comes to um menstrual cycle so things like pcos endometriosis or other conditions um which can lead to um your your period stopping so those have to be ruled out that's usually done through things like ultrasounds and blood tests um which i've had and the gynecologist that i'm under at the moment wants to redo them all but they're not going to find anything else 
And with the blood test, what usually will come up is that your estrogen will be low because you're not, um, well, you're not cycling. You know, there's, there's nothing going on. There's no, there's no ovulation. There's, there is no menstrual cycle occurring. So there are no hormones going up and down. FSH and LH will be low and your progesterone will probably be quite low as well. And that's what we've seen in my blood test, especially my estrogen is very, very, very low. And the estrogen being low is what has all of the negative side effects that do come with not having a period. So for me, that looks like the fact I've got very, very low bone density. So I have osteopenia, which basically is the next one up from osteoporosis. I'm on the brink of osteoporosis. Uh, I don't think I've got long, much longer left before I'll meet that bracket. Yay, which is not ideal at 24 years old. Um, other side effects that I've had now, not a lot of these side effects aren't like you know disruptive from the perspective of you notice them, but when they're flagged to you, it's like, actually, do you know what? That's a problem. So one is that I need to wee like all the time. And yes, I do keep myself hydrated. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that, but I literally need to wee all the time, um, like all the time. I'm always cold. I'm literally sat here now. I mean, my, my flat is very, very cold, but I am always cold. And I'm sat here now with literally a heater. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I look like I'm about to go, you know, like out in the snow. I've got a really fluffy jacket and a beanie hat on because I am so cold. And um, that's one. Low libido. So no sex drive. Um, I have not had any sort of sexual interest in anyone or anything. Well, anything. <laughs> anyone, we'll say, since I was 18 and I'm now 24. I've actually had a few relationships since I was 18 and none of them have worked out because realistically, I've just not had that innate drive and I, I still don't have that. So I don't have a sex drive. I've not had any sort of sexual life since I was 18. Um, it can have an impact on mood and anxiety. It can have it can have so many impacts. It's, there's a lot of correla correlation and crossover here to side effects and symptoms of the menopause. Um, which basically from like a hormonal profile is what's going on. Um, other things, but um, joint pain, that's something I'm experiencing now. Muscle loss. Now I'm actually quite happy with my level of muscle mass. I, I don't think I look bad, but I would have progressed so much better within my, my training and, and muscle building endeavors if I'd actually had some hormones because you do need estrogen to build. It's not just testosterone. You need estrogen. So it's all, it's all those things really. And that's, and obviously as well, you, you're not, menstruating so and that has implications on potency it also has implications on things such as cholesterol levels i've actually got really really high cholesterol because of the fact i don't have estrogen it's it's very much linked to all that so a lot of negatives really and like none of them are bad like i don't feel like i'm gonna have a heart attack i don't have joint aches and pains to the point where it's unbearable you know my mood isn't isn't that bad really <laughs> i hope everyone's like no at least it's a moody bitch like you know I hope it's not that bad, but it'd be interesting to know what my life will be like when I do have the hormones, you know, am I going to be happier? Am I, I'll be warmer. <laughs> I want you to look like this, you know, will I maybe find a, a partner? You know, there's a lot of implications and obviously the things like the bone density and the cholesterol, maybe they're not impacting me now, but these are things you don't want to be bad at 24, especially when I do this whole health and fitness thing as a, you know, as a career is it's what I do. And for it to be you know, bad now, you know, got the rest of my life ahead of me. I want to be fit and healthy now. So that's the, the diagnosis. And that's obviously the implications of not having a menstrual cycle. So it's really important that I, I get it back, you know, really, really important. Now the, the GP, they're sort of, 
their way of sort of, you know, coping with it has been just to say, well, just go on the pill. Now, the problem with a pill is that it is synthetic hormones. It's basically like fake hormones going in you to replace the ones that you don't have, which is basically what happens with HRT. And will it help offset some of the, the implications of having, um, you know, no natural menstrual cycle? Yes. But I don't want to go on the pill because it's just putting a plaster on on an issue that needs to be solved. You know, it does. And, you know, if I do go on the pill and I then eventually get to a point where maybe I, I do want kids, I don't know if I can have them, you know, because we haven't actually got me cycling back again. So I don't want to go down that route. I want to see if I can restart it naturally, which comes from dealing with the three, the three factors, which I mentioned at the start, which I'll come on to now, that are the reason for it stopping. Now, I've been in massive denial for a long time about these three factors. I've been like, I don't over-exercise. I don't, you know, I don't restrict my food. I'm, I manage my stress well. I, I don't have this. But when you read into the characteristics and traits of HA, I'm like textbook. I like tick every single box. So you read anything, oh, shit, that's me. So, yeah. And I've been in denial because I've not wanted to accept the truth. I've not wanted to accept that I need to change. I need to make these changes in my life, make sacrifices, make compromises that are big. And it's going to be ch- challenging. It's going to be really tough. But I'm finally in a place where I can look at the negative implications and go, actually, do you know what? No, I don't. This is not a message I want to give. This is not a life I want to live. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. And I'm pretty sure that on the other side of when I I do get my cycle back, things are going to be so much better for me. So I want to do this. So if we break the three components down, I'm going to talk to you about where my struggles are with each on an individual level and how it is that we're working to change them. So let's start with stress. I am a high stress individual. I I am a stress head, basically. I panic, I worry, I overthink. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a driven person. I am a go, 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 nonstop kind of human. I don't like stopping. I don't like days off. I don't like rest. And that's with all walks of my life. You know, that's with my training and my, my, those endeavors, but also my business, my work. I just, I'm a go, go, go human. And that's who I am. That's why I can remember being since, since I left the womb. That's me. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. It brings me so much. It means I get shit done. It means that I don't stop until I achieve the things I want to achieve, that I give the best to my clients. I give the best to my job. I give the best to my training. But it also means that I don't ever switch off. My brain is constantly in overdrive. I'm always thinking. I'm always worrying. I'm always panicking. I'm always stressing about things like, you know, going to bed, like, oh my God, I've got so much to do tomorrow oh my God, I don't have to reply to everyone, you know, oh my God, I've not been able to get back to my clients as fast as I'd want to get back to them. I've taken a day off, Jesus Christ, God forbid, my business is going to collapse. So that is how my brain, my brain works. It, it just goes into overdrive all the time. And I just, I panic, I overthink, I, I do struggle a lot with feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. And I I, I thought I was managing it well. I'm like, well, you know, I, I do journal and I, I do, you know, go for baths and I occasionally will take a bit of a bit of time off. But even when I'm taking time off, I still am on my work phone. I'm still thinking about work or I'm thinking about training. I don't really ever, ever switch off. And it reached a point about, say, three, three, four weeks ago now, where I just got to a point where enough was enough. And I just was reaching a really bad, really bad time mentally of just the, the stress and overwhelm. Because I don't know. I can't describe it. I just felt like I just couldn't handle how much I, it was like, there was 5,000 million tabs open in my head 
and I just couldn't close them all and more were opening. And it was like, I'm, I'm feeling burnt out and I, I don't know how to cope with these emotions. I wasn't able to commit to, to this. I just felt like I couldn't, the whole process was making me feel anxious and on edge. I was starting to not resent my job, but just feel, I just wasn't having that enthusiasm and excitement to get out of bed and do things. And I, I love my job. I've just jumped off and kickstart call with a new client. And it's just, it gets me so fired up. I've got a client webinar tonight and I am freaking stoked for it. I, I love my job so much. And I didn't have that. I didn't have that energy and excitement. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to do things. I could just feel myself being more quiet and more reserved. And I do think the low hormones has an impact because they can impact mood and motivation. But I think as well, it was just the stress was just, it was just too much. It just built up to be too much. So what I've decided to do is work with um, a company called Total Mental Performance who specialize in uh, fitness business owners and basically it's therapy for fitness business owners. And it's amazing because not only is it therapy to work through you know, the way that you deal with things and manage stress, but it looks at, you know, past trauma, deep-rooted issues, which I know I've got things from my past that I've buried and suppressed, but I don't know how to work through them. And that's why I am so like high stress and anxious and have worries and fears and, but they just seem so overwhelming and not normal. So I'm working with Dan from TMP to go through that. And I've decided to make some changes to my life as well. Like, I've decided to move because I'm just not massively happy in the environment that I'm living in. I'm probably going to restructure my working days and weeks so that I'm not maybe getting up as stupidly early every single day or working as long and factoring in some breaks and spending more time out in nature. There's loads, loads of things that I'm just looking to implement. I really want to get back properly into my meditation. <laughs> loads of things. Um, I want a passion project. Again, this is why I'm moving. I want to have a, a project outside of work and, and training. So I want to basically like the new place I'm moving into, like room by room decorate. I've got really into, you know, oh, I don't want to an interior decorator or anything like that. But I get really excited by, you know, like nice bits of home stuff now. And I want to make that a bit of a project and have something that I can focus on and channel my energy into and just really just feel more chilled out. <laughs> and just less stressed all the time and panicked and worried all the time. So that's the stress side of things. The training. Now, I don't overtrain. Like when you think of overtraining, you kind of get this mental picture of someone doing like really intense cardio all the time or going to the gym like three times a day. I don't, you know, I go to the gym um, four times a week for like an hour to two hours resistance training session. My steps are about 10K on average. And I do... Um, just over an hour's cardio, like medium intensity on every, you know, a week. So it's nothing extreme. I do push hard in training. I do. I train to failure. I don't train like I was. I like training hard. I love pushing hard. It just makes me happy. I, I bloody love that feeling. It's incredible. But when it comes to HA, um, your everyone's hypothalamus is different. And for some people, overtraining can just be that, you know, just going to the gym three times a week for some people is too much. It doesn't have to be extreme to the point of, you know, hours and hours and hours a day. It could just be that you're doing an exercise that is too intense for you at this moment in time. And that's one thing I find very hard to let go of because I really enjoy training. I really enjoy training hard and training heavy. Um, but I can't, you know, um, it just doesn't correlate with being productive to getting a cycle back. Now, some studies and some um, people who are like, 
we speak about this. Obviously, you know, they do suggest just going like, you know, stopping exercise altogether. It's the quickest route. And for me, I couldn't do that because it would actually make my stress worse because I do enjoy training as a bit of time out and de-stressing. Um, you know, for me, when I go to the gym, it's two hours out of my day where I will put my phone on do not disturb and you don't disturb me. It's me, it's my tunes and it's the weights and I'm just there. And I love it for that reason. And I guess you could say, well, you could do that with other things. You could do that on a walk, but I just, I love going and I love training. But what we have done is just basically reduced the intensity by we're not doing any like drop sets or anything like that, really. We're just doing more isolations, less heavy compounds. We're putting a few in there for protection of bone density because there is actually, you know, we know that resistance training helps with that. So it actually is going to be beneficial from that perspective because my bone density is low at this moment in time, as, as I discussed. Um, so we're doing that. And as well, I've actually found because of the joint aches and pains that I've been having and the issues of recovery, which is down to um, the food intake, which we'll come on to in a second, and the fact that joint lubrication decreases when you have low estrogen. So I've been really strong. I've never, ever struggled to the point that I have now, like my elbows, my knees, my back, um, shoulder, pretty much all of my joints. I think my ankles have been all right, <laughs> touch wood, but everything else has been really, really, really just aggy and uncomfortable. So less heavy compound work that is going to make that worse. And I still am training to failure because I enjoy that, but maybe I might be a bit more accepting of not and leaving some reps in reserve with time. But for now, just taking training down, just even that has been um, a, bit of a, a bit of a challenge, so to speak for me. With steps, we're still, I don't actually have a formal steps. She's just, Vic, who is still my coach, has said just steps as, as you do. But I like to hit 10K. I've just got a bit of a weird thing where I don't really like being under. Today, I mean, where am I at today? It's half five for context and I'm sat at pretty much 10K. So I'll hit 10K, but like 200 steps to do. Um, Some days it's more, but I, I don't really like going under, which is stupid. But, you know, if I'm upon 9,500, I will make the effort to get 10,000. So that's something I definitely need to, to break free from. And cardio, I don't have to do it on a rest day. I can split it up, which is going to be something that is definitely going to be the case when I move. Because now where I live, my apartment complex has the luxury of a gym that I can just go downstairs to. I might get some sort of like spin bike or something for my new place, maybe, but it won't be a priority because I need to buy like a fridge and a bed first, kind of more important. So I will probably have to do it on training days. So that's something else that I'll have to change and that's fine. Um, but that's the training side of things. And I do really want to be able to get back to like training hard and um, doing the big compounds, but I also want to feel like they feel nice because right now they, they don't feel nice and I'm doing them I'm like oh that hurts and I've got a backache for about five days so that's the training side and then the nutrition so when with nutrition with HA it's not just about restrictive in terms of the calorie intake but it's restrictive in terms of the food types and the food behaviors and, and quote-unquote rules that you have now I have a disordered eating history I come from background of anorexia and I would like to think that that is way in the past. You know, I'm not that person anymore. But what I've realized over this year is I still do have a feeling of I need to control my food to feel in control and feel good about things. And I'm working with Dan as well at TMP to overcome this because what we've already managed to reveal just with two sessions is that there's so much from my past that has meant that I now put so much of my self-worth as an individual around being in a smaller body. And that needs to change because 
being, you know, a few pounds lighter and having slightly more defined arms doesn't make me any better of a person. I mean, I was probably more tired and moody then anyway. So that's something that we're working through. But I have really struggled the last few months to, to get my food up because I liked that control element of keeping it lower. You know, I wasn't eating much the last few months. I've not been eating much food at all. My body image has been really, really skewed. My self-perception has been skewed. And I've had quite a lot of, you know, food rules ingrained. I've not, I've not had anything really off plan and I feel anxious about it. Um, when I have eaten out, I've like restricted throughout the day, um, which is not good. It's really not good. And I've, I don't know why I've struggled with it so much because I've not always been like this. You know, the last few years I've had times where I've been more flexible, but recently it's been a real struggle. You know, I do, I do enjoy eating well and eating healthy, but, and, you know, it makes me feel good, but I do struggle with, you know, eating quote unquote off plan. I do struggle. I have really struggled with getting my food up. And I guess it's the acceptance as well of the body fat gain that is going to come because I need to, in order to regain my cycle, I can't be in a smaller body that it's not going to allow me to get my period back. But because I've got these quote unquote deep rooted issues, and that sounds really dramatic, but that's what it is with me feeling that I need to be in a smaller body to to be worthy. And that's basically what it comes down to. That's what me and Dan actually discussed yesterday when we went into a bit of a, a really deep session, which was, it was really powerful. Absolutely. I think I'll talk about that in another thing. It was, it was amazing. I need to overcome that. And that's what I've been finding really challenging. So from a nutrition perspective, we're aiming to get my food. There's a lot of research to suggest that around the 2.5 K mark is sort of conducive when it comes to HA, especially if you're exercising currently sat at around 2.2 on a training day and two on a rest day through 2000. That is not two calories, 2.2 <laughs> calories, an ice cube with a, with a bit of lettuce. Hell. Um, because I, I, I was massively under eating. So we've had to bring the food back up um, to that mark, learning to let go of any rules. So I will be asking, you know, within my check-ins, like, look, I want to be pushing out my comfort zone. So just little things that I'm a bit maybe anxious to do. I want to try. We're ensuring that my dietary fat intake's really good and eating a good amount of different dietary fats that will help with um, hormones. So things like walnuts and avocado are really, really good. And I said avocado, so posh. Avocado, avocado, mate. We're at fun in it. You know, I've got no friends. I'm such a weirdo. Um, but that's what I'm doing from a nutrition perspective, because the body basically wants to feel like it's got enough energy in order to want to reproduce. So that's what I'm doing with with food. Um, so, yeah, that that realistically is summary of why, why, what, how, <laughs> why I don't have a menstrual cycle because of those three factors, what I need to change with those three factors to get it back. And I will be documenting some more bits and bobs within that over the course of the coming months so yeah it's going to be a journey but I'm actually quite ex- as, as apprehensive and nervous as I am having the help from Dan and Vicky who are basically like my my dream team you know I'm, I'm so grateful to be working with them both to help me through this I, I couldn't ask for better people in my corner they're both incredible um with their help and their guidance, I know I can get through it. And I know that the other side will be better, not only from the perspective of just general health, but I know I'm going to be happier. I know things are just going to be all around better. It's just getting there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So yeah. Um, if anyone has any questions regarding this, I, I know it's maybe quite a new concept for you. If you want to learn more about HA, 
if you just want to pick my brains on anything you've said, maybe you're going through something similar yourself and you've not understood what it is and this has been a light bulb moment for you, please, please, please reach out because it does feel quite lonely and isolating, you know? It is quite hard, you know? It, it sounds really stupid, but it's really hard that loads of my clients like dieting and like they get to push harder and I don't. And I know it sounds silly, but I'm almost envious of that. So if you do feel a little bit alone or what have you, just please reach out. Instagram is probably the best place. So I'll leave it in the notes. So it's Lucy underscore lift your life. Um, please feel free to drop me a message, but I'm going to wrap up this episode here. I hope it has been insightful for you. Many more updates to come. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your day, whatever it is you're doing. And I shall catch you on next week's episode.